to TNT La Vida. I am coming to you with my girl, T. Well, hello. How are you, T? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I can't complain. I am just so, so happy you and I are here together. I haven't seen you. I rarely get to talk to you because life has been crazy, right? Oh, hasn't it? It so is. So it's always a good time. I've missed you so much. I miss you too. You don't even know. You know we only live down the street. I know. (laughs) (laughs) We terrible. I know, but that's life. Like it gets crazy. You know what I mean? And we respect each other's space and but I miss you and I'm so glad that we're here and we're chatting it up today. Um, we're gonna be talking about February. We are in February. the month of February. So what is happening in the month of February? What is it? There are lots of things happening, but we are celebrating the month of Black History Month. So there is some very good cultural things that we can talk about. Valentine's Day is supposed to be in there for people who want to, you know, appreciate all of that materialistic love that you're supposed to be doing all the time, but you don't. Right. And and then, of course, there are lots of other things, too. Yes. So tell me more about Black History Month. Why? Because I'm black. Nah, nah, nah. I'm just talk about it. No. Um, yeah. Exactly. Are you why. blushing? Are you blushing? <laughs> it's hot up in here. Nah. No. You know what? I actually was doing some research, not because, you know, I wanted to, of course, I wanted to prepare for our podcast, but at the same time, um, my kids, I've got kids who are in elementary school month of February came around and they came home with this little paper and they're all waving it around and I'm like what's that baby show me and they're like oh yeah we're celebrating Chinese New Year and I'm like oh that's 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 nice um what what else did you learn oh yeah we learned about you know the year of this and the year of that and I said are you guys studying anything to do with Black History Month and they kind of looked at me like no And they were so excited about the information that was being presented to them. They were learning about, you know, what their animal type was. I'm the year of the pig or something. And nothing against Asian culture and what they are sharing and what they're um, experiencing. But it just really brought to my attention that the black history information that's being presented in the school setting isn't as educational as I would want it to be. Now, I know that the education system is not flawless. I know that they do have certain guidelines and things that they need to adhere to. I'm sure if we really got empowered, we could go to the district office and just kind of talk about maybe bringing some different kind of content to the students. You know, we don't want them just to learn about slavery and, you know, football or something. But I think it's really important. And so I started researching and trying to figure out where Black History Month kind of originated from and wanting to talk to my kids about it and saying, you know, did you know that Carter G. Woodson is a historian? He was from Harvard and he was an African-American and he wanted to sponsor him along with other civil rights movement leaders and historians and educated African-American people. They started out... um, 
early in 1926, and they brought the first Black History Week. It was the second week of February, and they sponsored that. And it wasn't until 1976 when President Gerald Ford officially recognized Black History Month, and then it became something that was celebrated and recognized, and then we were offered it as more um, something that we could celebrate in that time frame. And giving that information to my children, it kind of went right over their head. And, you know, I thought to myself, it's important that I am participating in their education, not in their lecturing, you know, not trying to discourage them from the information that they are being presented with. But it is not just the school system's responsibility to educate them, especially about their black culture. Because as a black woman and as a black family, we want them to be empowered and not just see the negative because there is a lot of stigma around people of color. Yes. And, and our, go ahead. Our, his, our history isn't always celebrated in a healthy way. And I think that um, Carter G. Woodson really wanted to shine light on some of the more notable achievements because there was a lot of negative information being portrayed and presented and even the color of our skin was looked upon negatively and so here was an opportunity for lots of civil rights leaders and people um, with heightened black awareness pushing towards educating the populace and so I, I really was excited about that and giving that to my kids that is amazing and I want to applaud President Gerald Ford for officially recognizing Black History Month. Okay, but listening to you and listening to you throw out those these dates um, regarding when Carter G. Woodson had promoted, and it was in 1926, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. 1926, and then moving forward to 1976 when the president officially recognized Black History Month. That was not too long ago, T. Like, if you really think about it, I, I, I was I was thinking about this and I'm like, Jesus, my husband was born like two years after that. Like <laughs> it was not too long ago, you know, and that is mind boggling to me. And also in agreement with you when you say that it's not the responsibility of the school system to teach our children, because I too ha I have biracial children. And what I try to do with my children was try to find um, activities for them to do um, that I can take them to so that they can learn about that because um, I didn't know if the other parent was doing that and I wasn't wanting to make it a point for that other parent to do it all and I wanted to do it I wanted to show them that I wanted to learn with them and I was like this is your this is your culture this is part of you and I didn't want them to grow up not being able to identify with their African-American community. Because I'm Hispanic. So, like, they were, like, always, like, around my family and always being grown up to, like, be with, with the family, like, doing our Mexican stuff, you know? Yeah. And so, but I couldn't find much of anything around this area that I can take them to until I got into college. Okay. Um, and I started going to the university and, it, you know, they had so many functions. But at this time, my kids were already in high school and they really didn't want to do anything with mom. And they really, <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't something cool for them to do. So, 
they never really wanted to. So it was too late. And for me to say that, it, it saddens my heart that, you know, it was so, I don't know. I think so, you being aware is a great accomplishment because you were wanting to introduce that information to them. I'm sure you talked about it to them. Maybe they weren't participating in those activities when you got into college life, but at least there was a conversation that was being had. Yeah. It's being biracial is, we see that it's more common now. It's everywhere. And it's Mm -hmm. not something that's frowned upon. It's not something that's looked negatively on. And it's great that you were not just exposing them to your heritage, but you were trying to introduce moments where they could experience theirs as well. Because when you really look at them, the first thing someone's going to say is black man. Yeah. Yep. And then after with some conversation, or maybe if you happen to be in the room with them, you're like, that's that's my mama. <laughs> yeah. No, that's exactly what happened with, one of, with my oldest son. He was like in elementary, and um, his friends were like, you're not half Mexican. And he was like, yeah, I am. They're like, no, you're not, because he's darker, right? And then mm-hmm. his brother... And I went to go pick him up one day from the program, from the after school program. And his friends were like, that is your mom. And she is oh, Mexican. And he oh. was like, I told you. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm lying? <laughs> so, um, you know, but now looking back at my youngest son being in high school, I haven't even asked him if they teach him that at his high school. But I was looking just the other day in our like hey what's going on because you and I had spoke we're like we're gonna learn something this month Mm -hmm. we're gonna go somewhere we're gonna do something we're gonna get educated more about it and I looked and I couldn't find anything (laughs) uh you know what it's important to recognize the area that we live in and I can't say that there are a lot of healthy African-American activities happening in this area. There's not to say that there aren't because I had my mother-in-law actually point out one to me, but it just so happened that we, it didn't time up right. But there are functions around. They might be centered in the church. They might be um, out of the area. There are some instances where you might have to actually travel a little distance to get to them. But what's a couple of hours or a day out of a whole month just to enrich yourself with some history and just provide your kiddos with at least the immersion into that environment. At least they can say they experienced it and they'll have something to talk about and they absorb it. Even if they won't say they are, even if they won't say they learned anything, they'll remember that moment where they went to this function and they saw, you know, people of color in an environment that usually it's, it's usually really healthy. It's usually yeah. full of activities and speakers and food and act- things that they can draw healthy, important things from. You know, I know Fresno does um, a march regularly and they have speakers there. I know that COVID kind of put a damper on a lot of that stuff, but it'll start coming back. It's just things that we have to look for. And the more you immerse yourself or research, you'll find that they'll start popping up. It's just not something that we look for. You think that, you know, you're going to find them at every corner, but it's not happening like that. You know, you might find a color run or you might find um, a car show, but to look for a Black History Month 
or even just an African-American activity that's healthy and appropriate and it's just providing enrichment and educational, it's probably something that you're going to have to look for or put yourself in an atmosphere where people are talking about those things and telling you where to go. And then from there, you'll create those connections. Even if it starts at college, you know, you're on campus, you'll see people, they'll be handing out flyers and you're like, oh, I want to go to this. (laughs) Yeah, no, yeah. So that's, that's why I'm like, kids go to college. Because in college, you get to pick your specific, like, years in history, like, that you want to study. And that's why I specifically pick, um, you know, the history I pick so I can learn about black history. Because I, I needed to learn that. Well, one, because I dropped out of high school and I didn't get the traditional education, you know. But, but you went back. But I went back and I was like, God, they don't teach this stuff in grammar school, middle school, high school his, uh, no. textbooks, you know. So to get a whole semester of all that really was amazing. So kids, go to college. <laughs> Not to, to fall college. off on a bandwagon or anything, but if you were in an environment in California, say L.A. or Oakland, where there was predominantly African-American environments, you'd probably get more out of Black History Month. The curriculum would be centered more around the atmosphere that they're in, the diversity, and you will find a lot more African-American teachers. And of course they're going to teach what they know. Of course they're going to educate their students on content and history that's relative to them. I've had, you know gone to school for myself and even just watched my kiddos where their head is hurting and the teacher is calling me and telling me that they need to come home or, but in an environment, you know, in a different atmosphere, a black teacher or an African-American teacher might know that their hair might need to be unbraided. (laughs) They, they might need to unloosen their ponytail or something like that. And that's just awareness about that background and that culture yeah. and something that they're experiencing. And we're not seeing that a lot around here. I, can, I can't see a single African-American teacher in this area. I haven't oh, seen one. And I actually thought to myself, how discouraging for my students that they're not seeing reflected back at them, you know, their skin color or yeah. their, their heritage. Do I take them in an environment so they can be immersed in that? Or do I just recognize that this is where they are and empower them and let them know that on my end, I'm an educated mm-hmm. woman. I'm an educated black woman. I'm a, mm-hmm. You're an educated Hispanic woman. And yes, you dropped out of high school, but you went back and you finished and you've gone on to college and gotten your bachelor's and you keep going. So it's not that it's not possible. It's right. just few and far between around here. And I think the more we empower ourselves and educate ourselves, we'll bring that to our kids' lives. Yes. Amen. Yes. Yes, ma'am. So moving forward, there is a theme for this year's 2022 Black History. What is that theme? The theme is Black Health and Wellness, which is Mm. beautiful all in itself because we know we don't take care of ourselves. Not just black (laughs) people, people of color, People in general, especially moms, we just don't. We're busy. We tired. We got so many other things that we're going to do. I had my dentist ask me why I don't come to this. (laughs) I said, I take my kids. (laughs) Ain't I doing my part? I'm doing Um, what I'm supposed to do. (laughs) 
But um, I think, to me, when I see black health and wellness, to me, I think that it's such an important topic to discuss within the African community, African American community, because they don't one put themselves first, right? But not only that, they can have access to all this stuff, but I think it goes back to the way the system was set up. So it's kind of like it was just set up to fail. You know what I mean? So now they're taking this moment to say, you matter. Your health, your wellness matter. We're going to change the narrative. We're going to come out of that the best we can, and we're going to devote this thing to us. And what does that look like moving forward? You know? So that's, I think that's a wonderful theme for this year. And it should yeah. be embodied all the time. <laughs> yes, it should. Yes. Yes. It uh, self-love is not selfish. It's very important because if yeah. you don't take care of you, how are you going to take care of everybody else? Yes. Yeah, I've seen that's... a lot of clinics and doctor's offices that have been practicing a more holistic approach. Mm-hmm. And so they'll have the nutritionist and the mental health provider and the dietitian and the doctor and the pediatrician all in the same environment so that mm-hmm. they can try and reach everybody and they can talk about not just, you know, your blood pressure is high, here's a blood pressure pill. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's talk about different things that you can change with your diet. Yeah, maybe you like um, certain fried or fatty foods. How about we practice moderation? How about we put mm-hmm. some exercise in there? And or if you're open to changing your diet, let's look into some other healthier options. So it's important that we are educating our people and not just Mm -hmm. handing them pills because we know that every pill comes with a side effect. And that side effect sometimes can lead to other worse long-term complications. So it's a good idea that they're starting to put those things into practice and people should be empowered to research. We've got smartphones in our hands constantly that we should be using not just for social media, learning about your ailments, learning about your medication, learning about different doctors. If you don't like that doctor, don't go back. Right. <laughs> you right. that you have options. So I yeah. think it's really good that they're choosing this to be a reflective point and moving forward everybody hopefully will start making good choices about what's going on with their body. Yeah, and taking time out for that. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So moving forward, February is also the month of. Ugh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, there's love. There's love. I'm just in a stressful time in my life, so I don't care about February 14th. <laughs> yes, it's a it's a month that celebrates <sighs> one day for expressing romance with your partner. Okay. Mm. And for me, I'm a hopeless romantic. I love to love. Okay. But I just, now that I'm getting older, I'm just like, that is just commercially driven. Yes, it is. It is just a way to make people feel worse about their situation or Mm -hmm. what they have or don't have. Or um, let me you know, get this and then let me tell everybody about it or that's somehow a way to validate that somebody else loves you, you know, and 
cares about you. And I'm like, nah, that's I'm not down with that. Like, there you go. <laughs> Say it, sister. <laughs> it's just so stressful enough to, um, you know, live day by day. So, like, this just adds more stress to it. You know what I mean? And I just feel like if we're going to celebrate Valentine's Day, it should just be about being with one another. You know, um, it could be about whatever you want. Yeah, whatever, whatever you it want. Be about for me, you it's want. like it's like me expressing my love for you is not in the form of how much money I'm spending on you, but it's about me giving you action. Like if yeah. that's important to you, well, by all means, yeah. <laughs> if by all means you want to <laughs> buy me something, go ahead. But like yeah. when you look at the history. And that's where all most of this stuff comes from. Yeah. And I am I have really been learning a lot about time because there are things that we practice now that aren't necessarily needed. Right. I, I mean black black people, brown people, pale people, whatever, we used to work with our hands in the field and be busy. You know, and so when you got done with your day, you was tired and maybe there was a little bit of intimacy. So, yes, maybe recognizing that, oh, snap, it's February 14th. I got to buy a gift was really a thing. But we have access to so much. Yeah, we have so many resources. And as busy as we are, I hear more people talking about date night and you know, quality time or movie night, those things all embody romance and intimacy and, Mm -hmm. you know, placing value in that time that you're spending with your significant other or your friends or your family. So I don't think that historically that practice is still as relevant, but to each his own. I'm not going to tell anybody not to go buy some chocolates because this chocolate's <laughs> I only eat like one or two. The kids will open their little boxes and don't be missing stuff. But I'm not gonna buy none. <laughs> I'm gonna talking about chocolates, okay. What okay, what chocolate do you think should not belong in the damn chocolate box? Mm. I got one. Tell me, what is it? The damn cherry cordial. That should be outlawed from the freaking box. <laughs> That is What's horrible. What's thing? You don't that like is, it? No, that's so horrible. That's like peeps on Easter. Like, who invented that? That's a waste. Children love peeps. Don't mm, so the dentist, but you gotta take them because you got. You girl, and then you, and they be looking at you like, here's your toothbrush and your lollipop. See you in six months. <laughs> you just um, you just encouraging the problem. Right. So you know. To eat, like you said, to each their own. To me, it's just like, I just see so many people being bummed, more sad, more upset. Um, when they, it's just really a way for the economy to get a little boost yeah. because people are going to buy a whole bunch of nonsense because they think that's the way they should express romance and love. I, to I think partners. that's a, a mindset change. I think as more people start doing... Mm-hmm and making other healthier practices in their relationship, they'll recognize that that isn't 
they don't need just that one day to really be able to show their love. You don't need to buy that little bear on the corner or the little flower thing in the bubble because you're really going to throw it away. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. I throw it away all the time. My children know, don't make, don't buy me no cards. Don't bring me no stuffed animals. If you're going to make me a card, I will find much more value in that because you oh, put yeah. in genuine effort. If yes. you're going to make me something, I will, and I will remind them, you know, this will get wasted away. It's, it's a small thing, but I love the idea of you showing me love in that way because you took the time versus, you know, you're driving down the road and you see these little pop-up tents and you're like, oh, crap, I got to buy something real quick. Is that, what are all these people out here for? It's Valentine's Day. Everybody's standing outside buying $30 bubble wrap. <laughs> <laughs> you're like reverse come back no no, no. Yeah. practice yeah. So, healthier habits yes. spend your money better and, and things are going to be uh sustainable and and provide longevity in a relationship you know not something that's like you said you're just gonna, like it's just gonna go in the back seat or tossed or tossed away it goes in a box and then yeah. when you get ready to have your yard sale it'd be sitting right out there <laughs> i'm like just give me 25 cents. <laughs> yes. Yeah, you know what, baby? Here. You look like you really want this. I ain't, it's still in the bubble wrap. <laughs> oh, man. Huh. So, for the purpose of our podcast regarding Valentine's Day, I want to focus a little bit more into self-love and what that looks like and how do we obtain that and how are we doing on our own self-love journey. Um so I'm going to just share a little bit about. Good, because you better <laughs> ask <than> me. <laughs> so self-love is an appreciation for self and ways to support physical, psychological, and spiritual growth, right? Yeah. Um, it's not selfish. It's just a way of expressing self-love to yourself. Um, so I'm going to give this little quote that I um, – that I found. It's by uh, Raina Biddy, and it says, self-love isn't a destination. Self-love is a journey that's never-ending. Never stop searching for more ways to love yourself better. Okay. So, never stop searching for more ways to love yourself better. Meaning, you evolve as a person. We're not always in the same season. We're forever changing. Yes. So, our self-love should always go with wherever we are. Discovering new ways to incorporate good, healthy, positive habits to show ourselves. So I have been on this self-love journey, I don't know, for about five years or so. I can't even really remember, but it's been a minute. And the one the main reason why I wanted to start this whole self-love journey, even before it started becoming like this trend that you see everywhere, right? Is because I did not feel good about myself. I hated the way I felt. I hated the way I looked. And I did not appreciate anything about myself, really. So I didn't know why that was even occurring but I realized that I was always searching, well, that I, yeah, I was always searching for somebody else to give me what I only could give myself. And so 
myself, the way I was and looked at myself, I started looking back into, you know, my teenage years, my adolescent, my adolescent years, my young adulthood. And I started realizing that the way I portrayed myself really dictated the way everything functioned around me. The relationships I, the relationships I got myself into, the unhealthy relationships I got myself into, the um, path that I would take and choose to take is a reflection of the way I felt about myself. Wow. So that I, was deep. <laughs> <laughs> and I, and it, you know, starting to reflect back on that, and I said. Um, you know, I didn't feel worthy. I always thought that that was the only way was to express myself was to get myself into a relationship, to give my whole self to somebody physically, mentally, and thinking that's all that was going to be needed. But I was very depleted. It wasn't sustainable. It was something that I was like tired of just, waiting for somebody else to give me only what I can give myself. So about five years ago, I started saying enough's enough. I'm going to start putting myself first. I'm going to start doing things for me. And the first thing I did was started eating better. I started eating better. I started going to the gym and I started just feeling um, positive when I was doing that because I was filling myself up. I wasn't looking for anybody else to do that. So now, did now, you read a book or were you going to church or wh- what type of reflection happened where you actually were able to deep, dig deep and think that thought? Or were you just really somewhere thinking and said, okay, I need to think about this? Um, well, at the time, I, yeah, I was really into church. I was going to church a lot. I was really... Um, I was like going to Bible study. My spiritual path was was pretty tight. But that that may have been it. I'm not sure. I just remember, excuse me, being in my living room at night. And I was like, something just clicked. And I was just like, um, you're letting yourself go, homegirl. Like, you're not, you, you're... You're just not, you don't love yourself, so you're being angry or you're being upset or you're nitpicking or your your kids are, you're always yelling at your kids because I wasn't happy with myself. I wasn't able to love myself the way I needed to. So for me, that's my quick self-love journey. But I want to know what you think about self-love. That was really nice. Thank you for sharing. Um, I don't have as wonderful a quote as you do, but I was reading on Miss Lizzo, the artist. Yeah. I don't know all of her music. I've heard a few things that were mainstream, but she was getting a lot of pushback for body shaming. And she just kind of stopped and was like, you know, I think she wrote, if you love me, you love all of me. You don't get to pick and choose. We should be unconditionally loving of one another, starting with being unconditionally loving to ourselves. Mm. Now, you were looking at 
relationships and how they helped you to feel one way or another and mm-hmm. then you were finding that they weren't healthy. I was being a mother. And so I was pouring all of my energy into my children and then feeling for the words that you use, depleted, exhausted, and not having much of myself left afterward for myself and not realizing that I was being um, drained. I was being drained. And I think, I don't want to say it was around the same time, but I just kind of started thinking to myself, they're going to leave. They're going to grow up and they're going to start out on their own journeys in life, and I'm going to have given all of myself, and what will I have left? Because I did become a young mother, and I did spend a lot of my time raising my siblings. What have I learned about myself? Mm-hmm. What have I developed as my own interests, my own passions? You know, where have I put into practice caring about myself and my body and my health and my mental health? so that I would be whole enough to give to others. And, you know, I go back and forth between exercising and eating better. You know, pie tastes good. And (laughs) um, just trying to find that balance. And, you know, as you know, we've got a baby again after so many years. And the balance is off. The balance is off. And I know that I need to practice better self-love. And I'm reminded by not just my partner, who is very supportive of me, um, but my friends, that I'm not practicing self-love and mm-hmm. you know, trying to find ways that I can do things that I enjoy because otherwise I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach that point where I'm really just drained of everything and I'll have given everyone else everything and won't feel happy. So, right. Yeah, I, and I... I Go ahead, I'm sorry. And I think that um, I know as, as women and mothers that we always, like I for myself, I struggled with always putting them first, like my kids first, my spouse first, um, my job, my home. Like I have to make sure it's clean and I have to make sure like it's all perfect and my education, I always does it work last, for you? But do you find that when you practice self love and you revitalize like yourself, are you able to give put my kids healthier, um, not all the time, attention right? to your family, but your friends, and when so needed? You know, I'm gonna put myself first, and that for me, that is not selfish, that is. Um, <laughs> And it looks Don't like, be spending up all the money um, because going to the gym in the that's morning. probably it's not healthy. That day, you know, <laughs> or, um, you know, waking up on the weekend or, or going here by myself for 20 minutes, you know, taking a drive. Like, it looks different for all of us. Like, good habits look different for me and to you and to our listeners. We're all on a stop. We all are on a different journey. And they all, it all looks different, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You have to ask yourself that question. 
you know, because if it's not producing that, I see it being a conversation. That ain't what you need to be doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? I don't always. See <laughs> yeah, that's. I think I see a lot yes, more materialistic things, which don't is, always translate like, to you know, what I your, think would be healthy. Planning your week. You know. You know. Um, some people like to get milk caffeine. I like to um, like for two days. I used to like get my week, hair done. You know, you know, some people like your going to get their um, nails done. Throughout your I month, like getting my or, toes done. Um, I I would I enjoy taking a walk. I don't know, always want to be at the gym. By yourself in your own and space. You know, just eating clean and or you know, not eating, eating out um, every day so or every week. Have Those are small, attainable goals. So I think it's, I think it's being talked about. I think that's media, the first like step to seeing this and it that. more. And I love it, but and I think there also needs to be reflection mm-hmm. because some of that self love is can be considered selfish. You know, you obviously yeah. have to balance. You have to make sure you're budgeting. You have to stay within your means. You have to take care of your responsibilities. And you make time and you talk to your family about it because, you know, it, it can become frustrating if you're running off all the time and they don't understand why. Explain to them. It's important for me to get that energy back because then I can give more. Yeah. Or it's important for me to have my own practices and interests because, you know, we're all our own individual people. And I think I've seen your partner be supportive of you in that respect and I'm proud to say that my partner has mm-hmm. done that for me as well. He's given me this time to do this, and he's watching the baby. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They be eating macaroni all the time. (laughs) Yes. And it doesn't have to be your partner. It could be your friends. It could yeah. be, you know, uh, a workmate. It could be, you know, you know, a parent. How do you Anybody can be a good support system love. for like, you. And I, I also think it's important to recognize that, that sometimes you have to do audible. You sometimes you have to change up and say, you know, today is not a good day for me to go to the gym because I have this billions of things that I have to get done. But I promise myself that I'm going to go to I'm going to get it done today so I can be prepared to do it this next day because I know that it's important myself. And having a friend to say, hey, did you work out today? Or did you go for your walk today? And not even to be accusatory, but just to remind you that those are goals that you set for yourself. Are you still making them a priority? Or uh, manipulate situations to make you think that you're doing a selfish act, but be supportive of you. So I, yeah. Yes.
Starts over yeah. there. Yeah. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So, ladies, if you're hearing this, hey, um, you know, just remember that what you need is a, a good support system, right. that your self-love journey is not going to look like your friends or, you know, your coworkers or anybody but yours because you are the expert That's of your right. own life. You know, nobody else is or holds that role. Nobody yeah. knows what you need more than what you know you need, you know? So just start somewhere, you know, little steps. And when I start feeling all out of whack or grumpy, if you can't find an activity, make one, whatever it may be, <laughs> I like to reflect yes. back on and reach out down, to your friends and family members and find an opportunity for you, you guys to create an atmosphere are saying that's healthy, for yourself. that's educational, that's oh, safe. Shoot, I haven't and did just, this in about you know, a month and a half. Conversation like, about maybe that's why I'm off. You know what I mean? Or not just I haven't read that book that was so good and intriguing. In like two weeks, you know, or haven't did this or that. Not so writing it down and reflecting that on that is important as well. So if you feel a little yes. bit off, maybe try that too. Nope. Who knows? It might work. So yes, ma'am. Um, we do have a listener request. With that being said, um, we're going to wrap it up topic here soon. to discuss but to just first to recap, gen females black in history, culture. Go out there, how would yourself, an individual deal with moving out and leaving better, their home base, family to start their own life? Um, the individual wrote in and said, um, you know, she's getting ready to move out and have her yes. own home. Exactly. YouTube it. Do something, you know, with your people. child of um, older parents. And she's leaving them behind and feels a little bit guilty because maybe she participates in all of their health related or is maybe even just their best friends. And moving out kind of removes that circumstances. So that's something that maybe we can talk about next time. And self-love is... Well, you can reach out to us on TNTLaVida at gmail.com or TNTLaVida on Instagram. We're always interested in getting feedback about how the conversations seem to be flowing, topics you want us to discuss, or maybe just giving a shout-out to us because we all know what we're doing. But we love it. Yes, nothing is perfect. You only fail when you stop trying, so never, never stop. All right, see ya. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We love it. We're trying. This is, remember, this is life, real life, okay? And we're, nothing is perfect. 
Amen. All right. So there it is, y'all. See you next time. Bye.